Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, happy Friday, everyone. We have made it to the weekend. Hope you guys are going to have a weekend good ahead of you. Welcome to Locked On Coyotes, your number one podcast providing daily Arizona Coyotes content. I'm your host, Robin Leonio. Joined me again, with me again, for the third time this week, managing editor for FiverHowling.com, Carl Pavlik. We got a great show for you guys. Carl, I mean, this is, I mean, this, this should be a good show. I mean, we're going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit of, uh, Coach slash media talk plus some pair D pairings like this should be a fun episode, right? Yeah, definitely. It's Friday. Uh, we're gonna have a nice, fun Friday episode. Uh, give you a little bit of news as we get into the week. Um, you know, training camps just started, but there's not a lot of coming out yet. But we'll give you some some things to chew on this weekend. It's hard to cover prospect camp this this week just because it's like it started on Thursday yesterday. It's going on today, and it's going through the weekend, and that's it. Yeah, like it's just these these next few days, and it's just like. And the th- here's the thing that sucks for me: why I can't cover it is because I have to work down here in Tucson for my radio station because U of A is having their home opener against San Diego State. Yeah, like <laughs> it is one of those things where, like, oftentimes you will see um, teams say that these are open to the public. And if you have like nothing going on in the afternoon, which unfortunately uh, I like you and like so many people do, like it's really hard to to actually see stuff, uh, except the pictures on Twitter um, and the eventual media coverage afterwards. Uh, but with the weekend coming up, there's definitely a better opportunity you get to see some of the scrimmages, all kinds of fun stuff. Then uh, when you're not having to work, and that just leads us back to Friday being awesome. It does leave us back to Friday being awesome because we're going to have our, not only just the, today, but also a good week ahead of you because uh, rookie camp is going to be shortly afterwards. And we got the rookie tournament yep. it's next weekend. Like it's everything is just happening so fast. And veteran training camp starts and then the season all of a sudden is going to be starting. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I- <laughs> you, you forgot the preseason, but like, once prospect camp is gone, you get rookies, um, you get the veterans coming in, and then all of a sudden it's hockey and another actual full 82-game season this year as opposed to the shortened one last year. Um, it's it's crazy. It's been such a long time since we've gotten something like this, something that's actually like, like we're used to it happening. Um, the shortened COVID season – was hockey, but it didn't feel like hockey sometimes, and the lack of preseason definitely. Well, honestly, we've been through multiple lockouts. It felt like what was one of those years again, which is like half hockey. This is full hockey. The full hockey experience starts in preseason. Full hockey experience does start in preseason. Couldn't be more excited. Uh, And again, we got a great show for you today. Let's go ahead and start off today's show talking about some media news i guess but involving some people formerly involved with the ozone coyotes to get you even more perspective we all know that for tnt wayne gretzky a former coach of the coyotes is 
going on to be an analyst. What we also know, as we as announced earlier this week, is former Coyotes coach Rick Tockett is also heading the TNT to be doing broadcasts alongside Wayne Gretzky. That just makes a Coyotes coaching duo right there, Carl. Yeah. It's it's all former Coyotes coach. I think everyone has brought up the fact that they're just expecting Dave Tippett to like join in the segment. Uh depending on how long you think he's gonna last in Edmonton, but um potentially very soon. Um it, it's a very interesting thing. I never thought about Wayne Gretzky, the media person, but I think a lot of people are excited for it. Uh, Rick Tockett, uh, after he and the Coyotes agreed to part ways at the end of his contract, uh, there was some talk about him maybe going into like coaching another team, maybe being an assistant coach when all the head coach spots filled up. But no, he's going to be on TNT and their new Wednesdays and some Sundays sports program. And... Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. It will be interesting to watch, and you know that's why I think is the it's going to be the fun thing is you know you get to see all these things, and I think the cool thing is what a lot of people maybe have not have paid attention to Rick Tockett in the past because you know he was you know, the coach of the Coyotes for a few years, and so when you're doing anything with the Coyotes, unfortunately, anywhere national media, you tend to fall off the radar. Uh, but if you guys if you listen to his press conferences, this guy is super analytical, and he's like very like he's very clear like you have a lot of you have a lot of coaches um who in their you know thick canadian accents or whatever will slur their words and be very just relaxed and whatever he's like rick talkett in this like press conference he's very like very clear and very enunciated like it's like you're meant for broadcasting dude just go and do it yeah um rick talkett um was definitely he had a lot of good aspects for it. I don't think his execution as a coach was always the best, but he was great with the media. Uh, he really did understand the game of hockey. He understands players in a way that I don't think many other people do. Um, so him as a broadcaster seems like a really good fit. Uh, given like the Coyotes' performance the past couple seasons and their performance under Wayne Gretzky. I was honestly surprised that Coyotes fans are like largely in favor of this. Um, I was expecting there to be like some bad blood carryover, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Seems like everyone is like super on board for this. Um, and it, it's kind of a, a weird novelty thing too. TNT is doing hockey coverage and yeah, people are excited. And that's like half the job right there. I remember getting a uh, a response from somebody when I when I mentioned when we were when we were joking about the Dave Tippett thing. Um, there was a joke from someone, and they're like, "I wonder what this person is doing." And I'm bringing up their name right now, um, uh, Jim Schoenfield. I wonder what Jim Schoenfield is up to right now. It's like, let's see if we can get him on. I'm like, and I'm like, and I was ready to respond. I'm like, let's be honest, if he's gonna go on. He's going to be on the ESPN broadcast. Like, yeah, it'd be cool because you have an, you have you get another yet another uh, Coyotes former coach to be on TNT to make a trio or even a quad or whatever. <laughs> but to those that don't know, uh, Schoenfield before he was even coach of the uh, of the Coyotes, 
he was brought he was a color commentator for the ESPN broadcast back in the day. Back in the early nineties. Um and what? that's why I think he if anything he'd go back to ESPN. But like I mean it, it, if they're going to bring back Gary Thorne, which I don't think they're going to do, but they really should have. But then, like, you know, bring back Schoenfield, too. But, you know. It, it'd be funny if they brought back, like, or they brought on Don Melody or someone, like a former Coyotes GM. Just the qualification to work at TNT is for some reason you had to be affiliated with the Coyotes. That would just be... In one way. Yeah. It'd be a great be bar stat. Like, team trivia. Like, what team is every TNT analyst affiliated with? Ah, uh, I think it'd be great. Um, it's... Um, and it'll definitely be interesting to watch. Uh, we are going to get to hear Tockett give analysis on a lot of his former players. Um... He already, I think, talked about OEL and Connor Garland and what they bring to Vancouver, which is just going to be honestly fascinating to hear. Uh, I am very curious to to hear what he thinks of the the team and and what anecdotes he says because, I mean, that's a part of broadcasting. You're telling stories sometimes and you're relating it to past experiences and getting the chance to hear him like say it from the other side is gonna should be like must watch coyotes tv and again especially for a national broadcasted uh hockey game like again because tnt is you know they're they're not they're nationally broadcasting yeah as on alongside espn and that's like you know it's a good deal yeah and and for like a coach who played for or coach for a small market team like that's going to be a level of exposure that is very different. Um, I think he he may even be more comfortable with it uh, after his time in Pittsburgh. But uh, he is – Tockett was a, a good choice for a job like this. And I think he's going to do a really good uh, good job this, this upcoming season. I think the, the jokes now we're just waiting for is when is Phil Kessel going to follow him <gasps> TNT? Oh, my God. <laughs> Phil Kessel on TNT would be amazing. Uh, just give him a segment every week. Make it like Phil's Corner. I don't – just let him do whatever he wants. I can't even imagine what it will be, but it seems like the thing that makes the most sense in the world. It only ma- it only makes sense, and it's just, it would just be super, super fun. Um, but yeah, again, I'm just overall super excited for this um, to see how it turns out. Um, nothing but love for uh, for Rick Tockett, seeing what he can do as a broadcaster. Yeah, best of luck as he enters a whole new field. Oh yeah, and we we all know it's like that that jump is uh, is is different for a lot of people. It's going to be a huge jump, um, but again, should be exciting. Anyways, we still got a lot to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Uh, we're probably going to be talking about defensive lines coming up. You know, defensive pairings. How are these two teams going to match up? Uh, it's going to be a lot more interesting uh, in terms of actually going to be fun for us this time rather than making fun of a $12 million fourth line. Uh, we'll get to that in just a sec. But first, I want to remind you guys that Bet Online is a uh, 
Well, it's the one and one and only place that we trust for betting on sports from the Locked On Podcast Network. It is that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, bet online once again, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL survival contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website using mobile device. Sign up for a free account today. Receive a one hundred percent welcome bonus using the promo code Locked On. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, including hockey as well, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all your all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Today, I also want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream. It brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means that you can watch your favorite shows, sports, movies, all in one place. And the best part is there is no annual contract. So start waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, now it's time to move on to our next bit of Locked On Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leano joined by Kyle Pavlik of FiveForHowling.com. Let's now get to defensive pairings. This is going to be a little bit more fun, Carl, because um, like we said, I, like I was joking right before, um, went to ad break is, all right, we don't have to worry about a $12 million fourth line <laughs> because these are actually yeah. pretty good defensemen. Yeah, so... The Coyotes are completely blown up this uh, this season, and that is very true for the defensive core, but it fell apart looking better than the forwards. Um, and uh, we are on daily face-off looking at the pairings. Top pairing, let's start there. We got Jacob Chikrin. We got Connor Timmons. I honestly am kind of excited about that pairing. Oh, I'm super excited. Obviously, we you know how much we love Jacob Chikrin and how he we know he's the future of the Arizona Coyotes. Of course. Yeah. That's no surprise. That's that's no secret. Connor Timmons, we just picked up from Colorado. Uh Colorado in the Darcy Kemper trade. That's and like and he's no joke. I was talk I was talking with Chris Maselli of Lockdown Avalanche. He's like, you know, he's a high level defensive prospect. Yeah. So He's someone that we shouldn't be sleeping on. And again, there's a reason why Daily Faceoff is going to have this projected to have him on the first pair of Jacob Chikrin. And oh my God, like you said, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. He, he's definitely still an unknown quantity. He hasn't played much. Um, he um, His development was unfortunately cut short a little bit. Like he lost a year with concussion, uh, for those who aren't aware. But since he's come back, he's been pretty solid. He had a good year in the AHL. He had a okay year with the Colorado Avalanche. Um, a lot of what I've been reading up, uh, the key phrase that kind of uses, didn't look out of place. He didn't look like he was there as a you know an AHL call up. He looked like an NHL defenseman, and he is 22. Um, he is very very highly rated. Uh, we still don't know, so 
it's it's a gamble, but it's a good gamble to bet on. Uh, so yeah, it could be a very solid first pairing for the Coyotes. I mean, especially not only that that you know you know that as a reason this first pairing. It's just look at the rest of them too. It's just like like would I put him on the second line? A second pair? No. Like, I definitely want him on the third because obviously we know who belongs down in the third pair. Like, you could probably swap a couple first and second, but like, and let's be honest, I don't know if I really want Jacob Chikrin alongside Ilya Lebushkin. Like, I mean, I... Yeah, I probably wouldn't put them together. Uh, I know OEL really benefited from a, like, more shutdown defenseman type person. But Chikrin was used to playing with um, Alex Goligoski, like a completely different type of player. Um, one I, that I hope Connor Timmons could be like. Um, we see Victor Soderstrom on the third pairing, which makes sense uh, for a rookie season. Um, I could see him being closer to the top in a couple years but for now timmons is like i don't even to be, to be honest to be honest i don't even think if soderstrom might even be the one to make that last that last defensive spot yeah it's obviously daily faceoff is the one that sh- it shows that but um let me go to their uh cap friendly page just to see, just so i can see who they have in the system and i know who, i know who i have in mind because everyone's telling me about this guy too and i'm like yes this makes sense and that is um, uh, yeah, Vladislav Provonev. Oh yes, um, like they I mean they signed this guy twenty six years old. That makes it makes more sense. I mean he's at, at twenty six. Yeah, he should be I, slotted in higher than Soderstrom. And honestly, I think Soderstrom needs more development as well. So he's yeah. not like I don't think Soderstrom's going to be that third pair. I think it would be Provonev. Yeah, I I guess um Provenov just doesn't get the same uh attention just because he was a quiet addition. A uh, third pairing defenseman though, that actually fits a lot better. I don't know what was happening with the Tucson Roadrunners last season, but everyone did not play well. Um as far as I can tell. <laughs> um and I wouldn't mind giving Soderstrom a year. Not only did I, I think, yeah, I, I think it was a lot more. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, puck luck, bad, really bad puck luck. Bad puck luck. They also didn't have their head coach, which uh, le- that could definitely have been a major factor because uh, he was up. Oh yeah. With the taxi squad, so so who knows? Um, but you know, and defensemen do take longer to develop. So if Soderstrom spent the, another year in the AHL, I'd be fine with that. Um, let's talk about the the second pairing though. We got Shane Gartzespeer and Ilya Labushkin. Yeah, and uh, that I I love that second pair. Yeah, I really like that second pair. Um, the uh, Russian bear alongside the ghost bear. <laughs> it's the bear line. Yeah, the bear line. <laughs> and all all we need now is for them to meet up uh, right, right by the bench uh, to Coach Bear. And you're just like, well, there we go. Triple bear right there. Yeah. We got all the bears and the coyotes. It's great. Um, 
Shane, I think, has been like on a bit of a rebound. He he has slumping, um, you know, but I think he's bouncing back. Um, his contract is not good, but he is still a good player. Um, and I'll be kind of curious to see if he could continue that resurgence with the Coyotes. Uh, Labushkin, the feels like the only player to survive the purging of the defensive core. Um, but I, I'm hoping for another good season from him as well. It's just kind of that shutdown defenseman. Yeah. And that's, and, and I think that's why like be pretty excited for that line just to kind of see how they work together and all everything like that. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. I, um, I think that works well. And I, and again, like the, the defense is, so much better than um than the, than the offense that's for damn sure uh and i think the other thing too i think i mean obviously they need to keep some kind of level of decency on this team because uh let's be honest like having a team lose like six to nothing is just not gonna look good no like you want to at least make it look like you're trying <laughs> yeah and you're not going to have Aiden Hill or Darcy Kemper or Antti Ranta to save you. Um, the the defensive core of the Coyotes is the is is the best you're going to get uh, in terms of this team next year, uh, which is potentially just going to be really fun to watch. <laughs> uh, I remember Oliver Ekman Larson once led hit the team in goals. Um, and I feel like Jacob Checker may lead the team in goals uh, this upcoming season. Honestly, it would not surprise me. No. Um, and then all, and then for that reason, we're going to start seeing people with the hashtag Chick Norris, and it's like, okay, let's calm down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have a star player. You got to do what you can to to promote it. I'm fine with the the Chick Norris. It's not going to happen, but I'm fine with it. I can appreciate oh, I, I, it. I, I, lo- I, I personally love it. Like, it's just, you know, it's at the same time. If you if there were people would do it this year, I'm just like, uh, eh, I don't know. It's just yeah. kind of just like beating it too much. I, I can... It'd be insane if if Bear just played Chikrin for like thirty minutes a game, like gave him Connor McDavid time on ice, just to pump up his stats, um, and just prove he's like, you're better than most of the forwards we got. So get out there and score a goal, Chikrin. I guess so. I guess so. But again, uh, defense just overall looks so much better. Um, I can't wait to see what it looks like, you know, once uh, training camp starts, see how everyone feels, and then, you know, watching some of the preseason games, seeing how that turns out for them. Yeah. This overall thing, seeing how everything everything falls into place. Because uh, obviously, you know, we still want to look forward to something to watch, and this defense is that thing to look forward to. Yeah. It, it, this season is all about silver linings and finding a silver lining and uh, the defensive core is probably the best that you can get, unless you are just watching the standings the entire time. Uh, if you want something to look forward to on the actual ice, is 
likely just going to be the defenseman. It will likely just be the defenseman. I mean, unless for some reason, um, like Ryan Dezingle has like some kind of uh, good season. Yeah. <laughs> who, who knows? I don't know why I picked Ryan Dezingle, but Dylan Gunther makes the team out of training camp. Uh, Establishes a great dynamic with Clayton Keller uh, and goes on to win the Calder. Uh, short of that happening, uh, there's not going to be much to look forward to this season. No, there is not much to look forward to after that. But you know what? Again, you have to find the silver linings, and that's what we're trying to help do at this point. But that is the defensive pairs. Our Some of our predictions, obviously, um, Feared it a little bit off from daily faceoff because don't think Soderstrom will be on there. He might be the seventh D man, but not not the uh, not third pair. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we still got some more content to get to. We're gonna go take a look at where some of the former Coyotes are. Where what the, some of the where they're doing now. You heard to talk about um, you know where where Coach Tockett and former Coach Gretzky. All right, but let's take a look at some of the former players, see what's going on with them. Before we get to that, I want to remind you, today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for you to uh, find your part at a local auto parts store. So why often endure pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning is your Odyssey an LX or an EX while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computers, choosing only the brands they have in their warehouse, you have access to a computer. Obviously, a lot of us do. If you do, you have access to rockauto.com in your, in your home and in your pocket. So save time and money using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Here's a perfect example. Like I, like I was telling you guys earlier this week, I was looking for uh, you know parts for my Mustang. I'll give you another example. I was looking for a uh, air filter for my Mustang. Uh, an air filter on RockAuto.com was costing me ten bucks versus twenty four dollars at my you know my local auto parts store. And I was like, come on, it is absolute no brainer that RockAuto.com is the place to go for repair parts for your car. So we encourage you to uh, you know go and check it out yourself. Go and Write out, you know, put in in what your car is to see what is available for your car or truck. And when while you're there, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. This episode also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone from salted caramel to strawberry. They got orange. Again, they got so many different flavors. Um, again, I, I can never go wrong with a good cookies and cream. It just takes me back to my childhood. They taste phenomenal. Honestly, taste a lot more like a candy bar than they do a protein bar. But that's, and it's amazing because you wouldn't know that they're actually incredibly healthy. Only 17. So it's 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 80 calories, 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. 
And if you go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your next order. Once again, that is the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Now it's time to go ahead and finish off this conversation. Locked on Coyotes. Once again, Rob and Leon, you're joined by Carl Pavlik of FiverHowling.com. As we, uh, again, wrap things up here on Locked on Coyotes, we have one final segment to get to you, and that is, where are they now? Where are some of the former Coyotes, and what are they doing? Uh, where, like, you know, what's what's going on with them? You know, are they other teams? Are they doing things? Uh, Carl, you got a couple couple guys that you had in mind. Sure. Uh, so we got news on two former Coyotes this past week. Um, two pretty well established former Coyotes too. Uh, let's start with the first one. Brad Richardson signed with the Calgary Flames. Uh, the 36 year old Richardson signed a one year, eight hundred thousand dollar contract with Calgary. Uh, definitely. Saw a lot of Richardson uh, with the Coyotes. He led the team in goals that one year. Um, <laughs> very surprising. Um, a lot of good memories with Je- uh, with Brad Richardson. It wasn't a lot of goals, but it was definitely like he was a really good player that I personally liked watching play. Um, and it's great to see. Not only that, he was a hell of a. He was a hell of a penalty killer. Too. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's so he was he was he was a pretty good all around player. Two good solid two way forward. Yeah. You know, like that's what you want out of a veteran player, right? Yeah. Brad Richardson is the quintessential veteran player. Um, and at thirty six, he, he's getting up there, but he still has something to contribute, and that's cool. Um, great to see him. Uh, seeing him still play. Uh, the other player who showed up in the news, the Chicago Blackhawks announced that they will be honoring on a legacy night former Coyotes defenseman who just retired, Nicholas Yarmelson. Um, they will also be honoring uh, Andrew Shaw and Brent Seabrook. Uh, interestingly enough, Shaw's game will be against his former team. Yarmulson's will be against the Edmonton Oilers. I do not know why. Which makes no sense. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at that and I'm like, wait, so you mean that they're not having the to honor him while playing the Coyotes? Not only that, they're division rivals now. They could easily do it. Yeah. <laughs> the Coyotes will be where they have military appreciation nights. Um but but no, they're going to be playing the Edmonton Oilers, a team from a different division. I do not understand this move unless, like, it seems so weird. They, like, even brought up, bring up the fact that he left the Blackhawks in 2017 when he was traded to the Coyotes. Yeah, I am really trying to figure out how, why. Because he has no connection to the city of Edmonton. Yeah, came from he got drafted out of Sweden, right to Chicago, and then from Chicago went straight to went straight to Arizona. Yeah, he he played for two teams his entire NHL career, um, and and normally, like we're seeing with Shaw, when you have these kind of events. You like bring in that other team just to be like, hey, yeah, we know that you guys appreciate him too. 
let's all appreciate Nicholas Yarmelson together. That would have been really cool. Uh, and I don't know why they didn't do it. It's not even like all of the games are in the same month. The Shaw and Seabrook are in January. His is happening March 3rd. I don't get it. Uh, it's just really, really weird. But, but good for, for Yarmelson. He's getting, he's getting honored by the team that he won a couple cups with. I mean, I mean, he was one hell of a defenseman. Let's, let's, let's be real. Absolutely. Uh, I was talking about this with Craig Morgan, uh, about a little over a month ago. And you can guys can go ahead and look back to that, to, uh, to that conversation I had with them. And I can even tell you some of the stuff we're talking about is obviously Craig Morgan, you know, he grew up in a, a Chicago Blackhawks fan. He's from that area. And, you know, he, you know, he, he, he can tell you, he remembers those, you know, those years when, when Yalmerson was a Blackhawk and obviously not only that, but also the years of him as a Coyote. And he's the kind of defenseman that, that will get in front of pucks. He will freaking, yeah. he's not afraid to put his body in front of hundred mile per hour frozen rubber discs and take, and take it. So, <laughs> so it doesn't make it to the net like that. And like, and obviously we know about injuries players, like, because like, again, those things hurt <laughs> and he just Absolutely, stays out yeah. there. Yarmulson has done just amazing things. Like he is truly a, a phenomenal defenseman and he was like a very good defensive defenseman, which is, it feels sometimes like it's a dying art because we're getting a lot more of the mobile puck moving defensemen. But yeah, he like played a game and he played it extremely well. And I will always respect the hell out of that. Like someone who's like, Nope, this is my job. I do it really good. It's not the flashiest one. Like, I'm not going to be the one scoring the game-winning goal in the Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. I'm going to be the guy at the other end of the ice keeping the other team from scoring that game-winning goal. That doesn't get as much attention, but it should. Um, and it he is truly an important player in modern hockey, and it's cool that he's being honored. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, another thing too. I mean, this guy has, uh, three Stanley cups to his name. Yeah. Like <laughs> he should, I mean, if, it, like, if he didn't get honored, let's be real. Like that would just be like, what? <laughs> yeah. And he was vital in those three Stanley cups too. It's not like he was an incidental player with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, even up to his final years when he was like not playing his best hockey, he was not an incidental player with the Coyotes. He has always been an important part of the team. Um, and he is very appreciated. I am very glad that we don't talk about Yarmulson as an underrated player. I think he gets the amount of attention that he deserves. He definitely gets enough. He definitely gets the love that he deserves, and obviously, it shows with him getting that uh, um, that honored night. Uh, although, again, it should it should be against the Coyotes because of what we were talking about and how the kind of player he was, with both the Blackhawks and the Coyotes. But I mean, what are we gonna do? We, can, I mean, I mean, do you, Carl, Maybe. do you want to go ahead and knock on the <laughs> their door? 
I mean, there are plenty of things that I will complain at the Chicago Blackhawks about. Um, so, yeah. I'm just hoping that maybe one time in Chicago, he just did something to ruin Edmonton fans, uh, like, night, like, killed their playoff chances with a block or something. Uh, if it's not going to be like a team that he also played for, have it be a team that he screwed over because <laughs> I like drama. Um, and that would be funny. Uh, cause otherwise why the Edmonton Oilers, if you know, tell us, uh, please connect Nicholas Yarmelson with the Edmonton Oilers or the city of Edmonton or the the province of Alberta. If you can do anything that relates to that, please let us know. Yeah. If you figure this out, it, heck, if you are working for the Chicago Blackhawks and it was a scheduling error, let us know. I, if it's a scheduling error, that, that that the oversight that's just a, that's just a problem. And like, I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah. Um... I mean, things things happen. I I just hope he doesn't. He didn't like ask for it to be a game other than the Coyotes. I don't think they ended badly. No, I don't. I wouldn't think so either. Yeah. Like, I yeah, I think there's a mutual amount of respect for when he decided to retire. Yeah. Like he he's he stayed on. He he retired quietly. Like that'd be like a really weird thing to do for him to be like yo on my uh on my memorial night have it not be the team i played for like last year like even like if that was the case like yeah we like a lot of us could be upset but like yeah again the, the respect i just don't I, I just don't get it yeah it's very weird but i mean it is good for him uh good for richardson getting that contract playing another year um there's a lot of former coyotes um there's a lot more former Coyotes after this past season or off season, so it's great that the to see them doing well. Yeah, and again, um, I think one thing we'll do is I think maybe maybe once a week we'll check in with see um, over the course of the next season. We'll again go ahead and check with some other former Coyotes, even those that played in the team for the team last year. See, you know how they're doing this this next year, just because like you know. Uh, there a lot of people had emotional connection to a lot of the players that played that that got sh- shipped off just recently. So, yeah. yeah, and plus, uh, there's all the particulars for that Denver pick and Darcy Kemper. So we got to check in on him just to see how that pick's going to turn out. Oh yeah, absolutely, and all those things you just have to take a look at. Anyways. We're running out of time for this episode, so we're just going to go ahead and uh, and uh, end this show to right now. But that's okay because, uh, once again, as you heard, we are the number one daily podcast. So you can hear us every weekday, Monday through Friday. Um, we're, again, we'll, we'll talk everything Arizona Coyotes. Heck, once the kids goes to the season, we'll even talk some Tucson Roadrunners because, you know what, I, I'm in Tucson and I cover them. So, like... And I'm sure a lot of you guys want to learn about the, hear more from the Roadrunners because that's probably where the more excitement's going to be. Uh, anyways, yeah. um, once again, thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Uh, um, if you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. 
Um, we you can leave ratings on Apple and Google and and uh, Spotify, I believe. And uh, if you have yet to subscribe, don't forget to subscribe. Um, we are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to also interact with us on social media at lo underscore coyotes. That is where you can find the podcast. I am personally at Ravi one. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. You can go ahead and follow him as well. Um, and you can just interact with us, ask us any questions. We can, you know, we can interact with you back. You know, I'll get, probably even bring Carl back on. We can answer some of your questions live on the next episode of the Lockdown Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. Have a good weekend. And don't forget to howl on.